Good morning, everybody. Welcome to a Friday show. I'm running at half speed today, so you'll have to bear with me. (laughs) Hopefully you're doing all right. So welcome to Break the Cycle with DSD. Let me uh, get my stuff all lined up. I'm your host, Dwayne. I'm not a therapist. I'm an individual much like you who's been through a rough experience and developed some tips and techniques that I used over the years that helped me that I share with you to help you get your life back. Break the cycle of abuse. Minimize the impact of your ex's toxic ex's behavior and help you rebuild and strengthen the relationship with your kids. Remember that only a licensed professional can diagnose somebody with a personality disorder, so be careful throwing around terms to people. Uh, It could get you into some trouble. I mean, if you know somebody and you really trust them, okay, fine. But for the most part, just focus on the patterns of behavior. It uh, hurts your credibility more when you start going down this other road. It's really weird how that happens, but that's uh, something you need to be aware of. If you like what's going on here and you want to support the channel and keep it going, you can do that by becoming a channel member over at YouTube. Just go to youtube.com slash divorce. Look for the join button. And when you do, you get special badges, custom emojis, your name listed in the credits, member-only events, and a member-only section on the Discord. I guess I need to add that onto the list. If you want to get notified via text message when I do go live, you can text DSD Live to 844-598-0012-844-598-0012. And on that, oh my gosh, hopefully you guys are doing good today. We made it to another Friday. Hopefully you have your coffee. I'm just starting mine. What a crazy week. Apologize about yesterday. But uh, sometimes things just happen. Uh, I think the weather change has kicked up some uh, extra problems for me. It's kind of frustrating. But, uh, well... It is what it is. Hard to believe that this is the month is basically over. Tomorrow's Halloween and and we're moving into November. And November's got its own. Next week will be interesting to say the least. Hopefully for you guys who do have your children for the Halloween holiday, you're able to do something. I, uh, technically it is my year for that next, uh, tomorrow. So, uh, I actually asked my, my youngest the other day, I'm like, so, you know, with, with the, you know, she's 15 now, I mean, you can't go anywhere. I'm like, what do you, what do you want to do? I mean, do you want to go, you know, did you and your mom have something you wanted to do? Cause she has, her mom likes to dress up sometimes. And I'm like, you know, everything's closed. And she's like, I want to, I want to dress up and I want to sit on the couch and I want to eat candy in the corner. And I'm like, all right, we can do that. We can also uh, grab some pumpkins. Hopefully uh, I can grab some pumpkins for my pumpkin and uh, carve those up. So I think we're going to have a quiet, quiet day where, where I live typically, even during normal times, Nobody shows up over here. It's like maybe one person. I have friends in other areas where they have to uh, 
just, you know, pile up on everything because they just get inundated. So I haven't, I haven't seen anything like that in quite a while. Now I do have some notes from a, a topic that I did want to hit and you'll have to bear with me in case, uh, uh, like I said, I'm operating at half speed. <laughs> Anyways, what I wanted to hit, actually I wanted to hit this yesterday, but obviously that didn't happen. And it's how these people continue to do the same thing over and over again. So, you know, toxic narcissistic people will repeat the same patterns over and over and over for years. The behavior that you're dealing with today more than likely will be the same behavior you're dealing with probably in 10 years. It's hard to believe that. It's hard to, to see that somebody cannot grow and change and they get stuck in these behavioral patterns that are just so damn toxic. Now, the positive part on this, sorry about the plosives, the positive part on this is that we can change. We can grow. You can change. You can grow. You can heal from this. You can mature. You can learn new skills. You can you know, become a better person. I mean, even the other day when we were talking with, with Dr. Baker, and I do believe this, and I've, I know you guys have heard me say this before, I think one of the benefits for me personally going through this is I ultimately became a better parent. I had to modify my baseline approach because had I done things the way I intended to do it or the way I thought I was supposed to do it or the way I was the way it was done to me would have ap- absolutely been utilized to drive a wedge through through the kids and I would have played an active role in the alienation doesn't mean you let them walk all over you doesn't mean you just become a, a doormat or or uh, a uh, What's the other word? You know, rug. It means that you you had to be more methodical and more thoughtful and more strategic in the decisions that you make. Here's the other thing. Since these people follow the same patterns, once you understand it, once you understand what you're dealing with, you can really begin to anticipate and guess and plan for what they're going to do. That was, I know I've said this in the past too, but early in this process, whenever it dawned on me, actually I'll just, I'll tell a little bit of a story. Early in, early in this, I remember there was one point when I was still married, it was like the last few months and the ex had made a comment, you know, pointing her bony little finger in my, my face saying something along the lines of, you don't even know who I am. And I remember that, that, that hit really solid with me because I'm like, holy crap. And I started to, the veil started to just disappear and I started to really see, see things clearly. And it was really odd to have, you know, two decades 
of living in a fantasy land, me living in a fantasy land. And finally, that little comment coupled with, with that two decades, things started to, to uh, clear up. And what I realized shortly after that is, oh my God, I'm dealing with basically a teenager or a toddler or maybe a tween. And when I started, especially when this thing happened, when I started to like, okay, so if, if the ex wasn't a 43-year-old or 44-year-old, well, no, she was older than me, so 43, so 45-year-old person, but instead was a 12-year-old, what would they probably do? And I'll tell you, the crazy part about that is it just... Once I started doing that, it started to make, and it didn't make sense. It still was hard to grapple with, but it did. I started to understand or guess or see what the behaviors were going to be. It's just, it, it drives you crazy. But again, my point on that is, is that's something that you can actually use to your advantage. Once you understand what you're, what you're dealing with, you can uh, anticipate and I mean, and, and technically you can also then use that information to, I wouldn't say set them up, but, but let them, let them, let them perform. And I wouldn't say at their best, but at their truest nature, let them demonstrate to the world on their own terms, what they are. It really, it really is crazy. Oh, I like what T. Solo says here. It says, you never know your ex until you meet them in court. Well, then you're going to get their true nature, right? You're not going to get, you're not going to get uh, uh, the manipulation because they don't need to anymore. See, that's, I guess that's the one nice, I mean, it's, okay, it's not nice. Court is, it's, it's a tragic thing. But the mask drops. The facade is done. Once they realize that, hey, I don't have to, I don't have to try to pretend. I don't have to try to, to, uh, to manipulate this person to get them to do what I want because I've won, and all bets are off, and they just basically go down that road. Oh, we having a, we're having. Well, for the people who are saying it's buffering, know that uh, the podcast version is being recorded locally. And that will always be, that will be available. That sucks that it's buffering. So I apologize on that. I did not, uh, hopefully, I don't know if, I'm, if everyone's having issues and it's probably my side. It does not surprise me for uh, the crazy Friday or the crazy week that I've had so far. So here, here's the other thing. When you're dealing with someone like this, typically the only way to get them to stop is to have a significant victory or to find a significant pain point so they stop. The, the problem is, is that you have to remember that thinking, thinking as, a, as a tween, they don't have the maturity, even though they should, to understand the the, the the consequences of their actions 
they typically will destroy everything in the prot to include themselves to win. You know, it's one thing when a child does it because it's not that big of a deal. They're, they're, they're throwing their little temper tantrum and they're learning something potentially. But at the end of the day, mom or dad can throw them over the shoulder, put them in their room, put them in a timeout, you know, and have some consequences. When it's somebody who effectively is destroying thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars, it's, uh, <clears throat> the damage is uh, pretty tough. So the sad result is oftentimes we and the children end up being the collateral damage of that of that exercise. The thing is, if you know that, if you understand all of this, you understand what the potentials are, you can take steps to put yourself in the most, I don't know, positive or strategic protected position as you possibly can. You know, there is going to be an impact. There is going to be a, uh, consequence to us as well. But if you understand what you're, if you understand what you're dealing with, then you, you have a hell of a lot more of an opportunity to, to not be completely exposed. I guess that's, that's the way I'm trying to say it is that you, you can say, okay, I understand what's probably going to happen. I can move my chess pieces to the best position possible and hopefully ride this out as much as possible. So that was the topic. I know that we had some uh, some problems with the video and everything. Oh, one thing I would say is if you are a channel, our YouTube, what do they call it? Premium now? Premium member, you have, the, you have to pay for that. I think it's like 14 bucks a month. Maybe it's less. But it gives you the ability to close the video down and just listen to the audio, which... Uh, has helped me in the past when I was in a bad, bad coverage area. However, if it's, if it's coming from my side, that could be uh, a little bit more problematic, but I see people saying it's not buffering anymore. So, uh, all right, I'll actually, I do have, I didn't post the phone numbers, but I did turn everything on. So uh, I'm going to check the comments here and then I'll go to the caller. So caller stand by, I'll be coming to you momentarily. So hopefully everybody who missed, I guess probably in some ways, the buffering will make it to where people didn't catch everything. Oh, John Boston says, Dwayne, my ex said, quote, you don't know me. Man, again, they all follow the same playbook, don't they? I realized it wasn't her trying to be understood. It was her telling me something would happen that I would never imagine. Wow. Dude, I hadn't thought of it that way. That's a great point. I mean, that... I took it in, in the context of the conversation, uh, in my situation, it was just more, I mean, you're right. It ultimately it turned into that. I wonder if that's what she meant. Hmm. hadn't thought about it back then. It, we hadn't, I hadn't moved out. I mean, we hadn't, I don't know if we were talking about a divorce then or not when that comment came up, but I was trying to, to have communication and, you know, have, it's like, look, let's discuss things. Let's, let's get our, let's work on the issues. So pretty crazy. Oh, I like this. Aaron and 
Aaron in Oz says, while going through the court process, I applied the word carnage to everything. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I like that. Though. Yeah, I, I, I don't mean to laugh, but I actually do find, uh, find that, that. I like those dark humor things. Uh, Defy Dad says, uh, DSD, it's the selfish self-absorption and lack of respect and consideration for the other parent and children that is, uh, that is mind-blowing. Constantly staying in strategic mode isn't healthy for a person. It, well, it depends on how you look at it. I would disagree with, I, would, I understand what you're saying, because I know in the beginning when I was trying to be strategic, and when I was trying, well, tactical probably more as opposed to strategic, I was in this constant state of fear and paranoia and PTSD, and that was not healthy. But after a while, I started to realize, okay, you know, I have my defenses set up. I, I know what my steps are. I know what my actions are. So I, I was anticipating what was going to happen or what could happen. And I had a plan to deal with it, but I was able to put that kind of on the shelf. Like, okay, there's a, there's, there's a, a strategic plan to deal with, you know, this scenario. We do that a lot. Of, where I work, we do a lot of plan, uh, planning and war gaming and stuff like that where, and we'll play, we'll do exercises like, all right, this week or, you know, this, this month's exercise, we're going to pretend there's a downed aircraft. And then the next one might be an earthquake. And then the next one might be uh, active shooter. And, and then we have, we go through, we go through the scenario of, uh, you know, how you deal with it. You practice so that that way, when the situation comes, you already know what to do and you're not freaking out. And, I, and maybe that's the advantage I had in dealing with this is that's kind of the way I looked at it. So I built in my own mind these, these tactical, well, these plans on how to deal with different scenarios. And it was like, okay, then it kind of gave me some more peace. It gave me peace because then I didn't have to, to try to figure out what to do in the, in, the, in the moment. And I felt more at ease because it's like, okay, if something happens, I have a plan. I, you know, I have an idea if I need to, you know, if I, if I need a lot of money really quick to go to back to court, I can sell everything, which I didn't want to do, but you know, I could do anyways. So I am going to attempt to go to this color, uh, area code four, seven, zero return color and hello and welcome to the show. Hey, Dwayne, if hey. I tumbler. Hey, how's it going? I was I was beginning to think that this wasn't going to work. So, how you doing? I my eyes are kind of blurry, so I can't really read what it said. So, what's going on? Oh, no worries. Um, I called you on Monday to kind of I kind of gave you an update that the jail pretty much just slammed um, you. He recommended that. The, yeah, he slammed me and smeared me and minimized whatever the ex did. And so I just kind of, and that was the day right before I went to final trial, and now it's over. And uh, I got to tell you, um, it actually wound up working a lot better than I thought. <laughs> I um, that's awesome. It was man. the judge saw, yeah, the judge saw right through it. Um, Here, let me he do this. Try to smear me along. I'm, I'm playing a, applause because that's awesome, and I'm loopy. Dude, that is amazing. <laughs> Sorry about that. I was being a dumbass. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, 
So yeah, what? So what? Dumb. So the judge? So the judge saw right through it. The judge was like, "Yeah, whatever. I'm not going to deal with that." I mean, what? So what happened? What? What ultimately came out? So he pretty much um, went on his, you know, his tirade about how I'm, you know, it's it's my way or the highway. He said that that's the way I am. He, said, he called me an absolutist. He called you. He called you an absolutist. The judge. Exactly. Oh God! So it started out where you're thinking, well, "Oh crap." Yeah, he was trying to paint me as the um, as the narcissist. Really, but it still worked out. Yeah, and and it worked out because okay, so he did his testimony. That was the first thing that happened, and he got cross examined by my wait, lawyer. Wait a minute, I tumbled. Pause lawyer. for a minute. Let me just clarify: Are we talking about the judge saying this or the gal saying this? The gal. Was, oh, okay. Uh, uh, an absolute, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. I wasn't following. I'm like, I'm going. Holy crap! The judge was okay. Okay. So the gal got on the stage, yeah. stage, stage stand. Got on the stand and basically proceeded to just in open court say you're a horrible, narcissistic, controlling uh, Mike Foxtrot. Exactly. Holy cow! <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, that's what he did. And um, his whole report was basically saying that I he hold a he wrote a whole like like a whole page just saying how controlling I was and I was like really really <laughs> you know I was like wow well, but you like, kind of but you expect that he tried to paint me. but you expected that from the report right I mean you got the report so you knew you knew it wasn't gonna you knew his testimony wasn't gonna go well right oh yeah yeah exactly okay. and the you know her my ex's attorney she like lived by that report so oh of course really had but it was like like, but the thing is, the jail hasn't even interviewed me since I got significant parenting time. He never asked me how I was doing. He never visited, which right, I kind right. of understand that because of COVID. But it's like he can't even call me and do it like a webcam thing. It's like even so. Anyways, so he did what he did when my ex's lawyer was, you know, cross-examining him, and she was trying to build off of what he was saying about him being about me being controlling. Mm-hmm. He pulled up OFW moments or you know, messages that I sent to the ex, basically just giving parenting updates. Right. And then she tried to do that. She gave like 20, she did like 20 of them. And the first three, the judge was like, what is wrong with what I tumblers is saying? Like, there's nothing wrong with this. And then he, the judge said was that, looking at the judge crazy. said that. Yeah, exactly. Nice. She's like, what is wrong with what he's saying? So they were like, they were over there. It was actually when I saw the, what they were doing, I was like, this is actually making me look good. Like, why are they? It's like they're trying to attack me, but it's like they're doing me a favor. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me, let me just. So, so this were, isn't your attorney bringing this stuff up. Your ex's attorney is bringing up our family wizards moments and highlighting it. Your ex's attorney is highlighting your comments and the judge is going, hey, wait a minute. This guy sounds reasonable. That's what happened. Exactly. <laughs> That's phenomenal. Yeah. So, him, so the JL and the, her attorney, sorry, the ex's attorney, were looking like silly. <laughs> so, so I was like, "Wow!" I was like, "Are they dumb?" Because I'm looking at this, I'm like, "You're actually making me look like a responsible parent," but you're trying to take statements out of context. And the the JL tried to defend it. He couldn't defend some of the things that my ex was lawyer was bringing up, like some of the comments that I was. Yeah. I guess some of the moments that I was saying, he's like, oh, that's not really that, that bad, but, you know. So, so really, and then by the end of it, so I don't want to go into every detail about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Super long, those two days. But 
by the end of his um, before he was about to leave because he didn't need to stay for the whole two, two days after he was cross-examined, the judge asked, "Has the has the mother has he has he ever compromised with the father?" And he's like, "Uh, I don't know." He's like, no, I can't. He's like, he's like, can you give me one example of the mother compromising with the father? He's like, uh, no. He's like, okay, well, um, what else did he ask? He was just like, is he, um, um, I can't remember all these questions off the top of my head, but basically by the end of it, he asked like three or four questions to him and he didn't have any response. Oh yeah. One of the biggest questions was, has there been any issues with his parenting time? And he's like, uh, no. You know, and it was just, it, it was pretty bad. He looked, he, he discredited himself. Good. He, was, he looked totally biased. Let, let me, yeah. I mean, so, so what, uh, I, I'm trying to remember, I, I, I apologize that I don't remember the details, but so I'm a, no, that's fine. were you, were you going in for what, so what were you wanting? 50, 50 or what, what ultimately came out? Or was she trying to reduce your time? I can't remember what happened on that one. Our, well, the jail was trying to reduce my time. Right, right. Okay, that's right. Temporarily, you got your time so increased. The, the gal was trying to say, let's go back to what was before. Okay. Which that sounded flaky when you yeah, told me that. So okay, I remember was, that. Yeah, so before we had the jail report, the ex's attorney was trying to keep me at, was trying to keep me where I was at right now because I don't think that they felt confident. Uh -huh. And then the jail said like, oh, no, we should reduce his parenting time. Then they felt all confident and then they wanted to settle on that in court. And so I was like, all right. So pretty much where you know, to answer your question, we were like, my attorney was like, look, you're not going to get significant, significantly any more than what you have right now. You're already given a lot right now. It's like, she's not on drugs. She's not abusing the kid. Yeah. He's like, he's like, that's just the way it is right now. So anyway, um, the ex did really bad in court. She couldn't answer her own, when she was being cross-examined by my attorney, she could not answer. She looked really silly and she actually made false accusations towards me that didn't add up. And I think, it just didn't make any sense at that point. And so by the end of it, trying to quickly go through it, um, the judge just basically said the, the father is at least not going to lose the parenting time that he has right now. As far as legal custody goes, um, he didn't touch on that <laughs> either. Uh, and they bummer. tried to get on to me about that. Yeah, the ex's lawyer in the jail got, tried to get on to me about that. I got out of co-parenting counseling because I couldn't afford it at the time. And... Um, so the, my lawyer was like, just say that you're willing to do it and just say that you want to find a more affordable co-parenting counselor so that way it gets ahead of their argument. Yeah. So that way you don't look like the parent that is, right. you know, that doesn't look like he's trying to get out of this, you know, just say that you're going to do it. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, all right. So I did that. Um, and basically the whole legal custody thing is up in the air right now. I at least know that I'm not going to lose my time. I, if anything, I'm only going to gain at this point. Good. And if anything, I'm only going to gain from a final decision-making standpoint because um, right now I don't have – we have joint legal custody with her having the final decision-making authority over before legal matters. At this point, um, they – yeah, she has the – there's there's a potential that she may lose that now at this point. I mean, at least some of it. So no, we so first came um, – I said it, and my, my attorney surprised me. I was like, I want – Joint legal custody with myself having a final say over everything. And then yeah. his closing statement, he surprised me, but he did ask me this before. He was like, he's like, uh, I tumbled, what, what are the two most important things that you do want? And I was like, well, education and medical. So 
when it came down to his closing statement, he was like, the petitioner uh, wants education and medical, which we didn't, we didn't talk about before he was about to say that. But I think he was really trying to make me look like the compromising one mm-hmm. and say like, hey, I, was, I said this yesterday. We're willing to do this right now. You know, like that's what we're willing to come to. At least you can get education and medical. And I think that he at least wanted me to get something out of it nice. rather than yeah, yeah. all or nothing. <laughs> no, I so think it's just yeah. kind of one of those things that I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, that's fine. I was, just, well, I was going to say is I think a lot of times, you know, the whole thing is judicial theater anyways. And I think sometimes, it, I mean, it wouldn't even surprise me if your, your ex's attorney is sick of her BS and she forced the issue to make mm-hmm. herself look bad. And it's like, all right, all right, Captain, you want to drive this thing into the iceberg? Let's do it. Uh, and then it seems often that, you know, they won't let everyone win, but they won't come. I mean, unless they really are irritated at somebody, it's like it's mutual assured destruction. So, you know, you don't get everything you ask for, but she definitely doesn't get everything she asked for. Hopefully out of this, what happens is it's she your ex has the epiphany that, oh, crap, this isn't going the way, you know, no one's believing my, my shenanigans and stories and fake tears anymore. And maybe I need to do something different. Right. But you know, sometimes they don't, but good for you, man. I mean, I'm glad, I mean, a lot of us were worried about you. So thanks for, uh, for sharing. And I'm glad it went, went, went better than you thought. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah. The judge didn't buy it. He was, he was really annoyed with my ex's attorney and, they tried to smear me at the end, basically saying that I was, again, an absolutist. Um, I only cared about my ego. It was all about winning for me. And it Rejection. was just like my lawyer typed up this entire thing. And then she just like rambled off the top of her head, just like trying to smear me. And I mean, at the end of the day, it's like you don't have any evidence to back up what you're saying. Yeah, maybe I did make some, some snarky comments, but that's just because sometimes I'm frustrated. Oh, yeah. And maybe I am being a little bit of a smart butt, you know, to her. Mm-hmm. But my intentions are always good and even yeah you know when she was asked by her attorney like is he a loving father she's like yes and she's like does he look after does he look after the best interest of the child she said yes which is kind of funny that she said that because she was asked her attorney was asking me those same questions right before and i said yeah she's a loving mother i I was like you know i'm not gonna disparage her so much because i think that when you do that you lose a sense of credibility oh yeah but she was like, does she look, yeah, and then she was like, does she look after her best interest? I said, no, she doesn't. And But it's kind of funny that she said that just because it was like, you know. That it, is funny. I mean, it's just like that just contradicts everything that you just said that. I mean, I'm, like, I'm a controlling narcissist basically. Yeah. But then, and, but then you're saying that I actually do because I think it was a mistake on her end to say that. But, I mean, it was good for me, so. But anyways, I just wanted to no, thanks. share a quick update. I don't know what the order is going to be, but once I do, I'll... Well, I'll at least you're, feel, that, you're so feeling better know. about the whole thing, right? I mean, so, I mean, I'm sure this last week has just been, you've had to have been a, well, I mean, even on, uh, what was it, Monday when you called, that was, uh, you, you weren't having a good day. So this, this had to be a stressful week, you know, I mean, I, I would... It was. <laughs> well, good, it man. Was, but thank God we have, uh, we have your channel to help, uh, go you know go through this and your callers are amazing i mean your callers and listeners and your members are amazing as well and they're all very encouraging and very good people and so yeah just always thanks for what you do thanks man thanks for sharing that i appreciate it all right thanks wayne have a good weekend and happy halloween oh yeah you too man 
I love hearing success stories. Here, I'm going to do this again. I'm going to make it loud. That is awesome. I mean, I know it would be better if it, if it was even more crushing. A more crushing, vi- crushing victory? Is that a word? Crushing victory? <laughs> Anyways, holy cow. It's good. You know, I, I think, you know, th- how am I going to say this? It's, we have to make sure that with all the crap that's being spun around, that we don't fall into the pit of despair and accept defeat before it's over, right? It's not over until it's over. It's incredibly stressful. I'll give you that. But I mean, the, the, I think sometimes the problem is, is we get to the point where we, in our own mind, we're like, oh crap, I'm going to lose. And you kind of just give up. I was falling into this category in early on. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to lose. Everything's, you know, everyone's believing her BS. No, nothing's going, you know, nothing's going quote unquote my way. You know, the kids are being turned. They're, they're completely, you know, every time I try to talk to them, they take it out of context and it ends up in more cart documents. And I was just like, oh my God, this is going to go south. And I'm like, okay, I got to mentally prepare myself for this because I need to, you know, when it happens, that's kind of the mindset I was in. I might've still been maybe a little bit in the if, if, and when it happens, I need to be able to emotionally deal with this. So I don't just completely fall apart. So I started preparing myself for that. I mean, this is God, man, I mean, in the early part of this, I mean, we had a therapist who was a just piece of garbage. This, this guy even was like, okay, you know, in the middle of a high conflict divorce, all right, we're going to have a joint session with you and mommy and we're going to have with the kids and, and the kids are going to tell, you know, are basically going to tell daddy how much of a piece of shit he is. And I'm like, are you out of your freaking mind? I mentioned that to my therapist and she was like, um, you should file ethic, you know, a complaint against his license on that. It's just, it, uh, these things are so frustrating. I mean, I couldn't even imagine, you know, when I tumblers called in on Monday and said, Hey, I got the gal report that says I'm a scumbag and I'm going into trial, not even a hearing trial tomorrow. How devastating that had to be, you know, just the whole panic and the, and the, just the, the catastrophic thinking that you had to have gone through. So, all right, let me look at some of the comments, see how things are going. Looks like, looks like the internet is not playing well with me today. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh yeah. I, I see Debbie say something about po- guys. Don't let's, let's not talk about politics. We got enough problems on our hands. Let's just focus on on our our little issues and uh, leave the politics out of it. Maybe next week we can discuss a little bit of it, but uh, I don't even know if that would be a good idea. Uh, let's see. John had said earlier, says the psychiatrist I hired had the motions and called out the activities the ex was doing to alienate the child. The gal and psychiatrist both agreed it was wrong. I was sent to a visitation center. Hey, sometimes these people, you know, sometimes the professionals catch it right and back things up. 
anyways, man, I'm just glad to hear some positive news. That's cool. It, it's, it's like an, you know, sometimes I wonder, and I Tumblr's mentioned it, you know, we have a really great community here. This is, you, you, this is a really positive, supportive community. Uh, if you're new to my channel and you're not familiar with like the Discord, I wonder if I can pull that up real quick. Uh, let me pull up over here. Or if you want to be, in, I have a, a DSD Discord server. Well, that didn't work. And uh, you can get the invite if you just go to the main YouTube page, go to the, go to the banner, and then over here next to the website link and the PayPal link is a Discord link. That's an invite. That'll get you in there. It's, it's not... It's a Discord server. Uh, you have to get permission to be allowed into it. It's not tied to Facebook. It's not tied to you know any of the other social media accounts. You can tie your YouTube account to it, but uh, and I think you can also get to it in the video description. I'm not going to pull it up because it'll create weirdness. But but uh, it's the the nice thing about the Discord thing is is it's not tied to any of your other stuff. So it's not that it's a, it's not that it's a, uh, not a risk. Cause I guess everything is, you know, but it's not the same as on Facebook to where you're Bill Smith and, you know, they subpoena your records and want your YouTube passwords and they know who you are. Right. I mean, and on discord, you can use aliases and it's not tied to anything. I would highly encourage. Okay. Here's the other thing. If there's anybody that you want to get you want if you're in the live chat or you're in the comments and you're like, hey, I really want to talk to the person five over there, and do it through the Discord. You can you can you guys can meet up on the Discord. You can text each other through the Discord. Hell, you can video and audio chat and never have to give away your real name, your phone number, your email. Everything is private. I would highly encourage you to do that. I know some people, once they've got on the Discord, they've actually exchanged information and, you know, fine, we're all adults, you can do what you want. But, but I would take advantage of that so that you, uh, you limit your exposure. And I think I'm going to sneeze, so give me a second. All right, I don't think it's going to happen, but at least now my eyes are watering. Holy crap. <laughs> so... Oh, HC9 says, uh, I can't wait till you get your orders, iTumblr. Yeah, it will be interesting to see what's actually written in there. I like what this My Merge says, uh, iTumblr, you're going to win this for your children in the long term. I hear uh, and recognize your motivation, love for your children, strength, and sincerity. That is awesome. That is very true. It's just so hard to be so... To, to, to maintain your composure when you're going through all this. Let's see. Um, oh, God, my, my eyes are not playing nice today. Let's see. Okay, so I'm going to go to this other caller, 269. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. Hey, uh, Bill, I just wanted to add to what the other um, caller was talking about in the courtroom. Yeah. Right. Um, what he stumbled into, basically, he got really, really lucky. What I've noticed in everything that I've learned 
about dealing with cluster bees. In a courtroom, if you're just a normal parent, you're asking about the the kid's teeth, you're asking about the school grades, you're asking about uh, the normal stuff that a normal couple would talk about at dinner. Mm -hmm. If you're doing this relentlessly with them, you're texting them or you're emailing them, they're going to protect themselves. They're going to protect the the false image. So they got to be better than you. Um, What, how that attorney did what she wanted was she spun it on the attorney, gaslighted him, and he believed that that the, the, the man was a perpetrator with the children. So when he showed the evidence to the judge, the judge went, hey, wait a minute. No, no, this is normal. So the judge recognized it. But because of the influence of the ex um, on the attorney, it doesn't have the emotional backup, the emotional story, and the gaslighting behind it. Because they could take a half glass of water and twist it and make you look bad because they're using emotion and their, uh, their, their influence to twist the narrative. So when, when the attorney couldn't do that, all the attorney did was present the evidence and the judge saw right through it. Right. He stumbled it. He stumbled, he got lucky. He stumbled into it. Um, so what I want to say is that we have emotional memory. Do you remember going to the bathroom at your grandma's house when you were 11 years old? No, <laughs> but I don't remember a lot of things, so <laughs> not a good example. But anyways, go ahead. Did I lose you? Oh no, I think we lost. I think we lost Bill. Yeah, it it, uh, it dropped. I think it dropped. Yep. No, it's gone. Anyways, no, I hear what I hear what he's saying on that. Uh, you know, he, he the last caller just brought up a really interesting point, and it's the same thing that I experienced in my situation. Is is that it's like whenever your ex has an attorney and they're paying them, they're going to, for the most part, it is, it appears. This is my opinion. They're going to believe whatever the other person says. So when they say, "Oh," You know, the ex is a scumbag and, and they don't like the kids and they told me this and they said they never, you know, whatever. They're going to go, oh, okay, all right, well, that's the truth. That's the case we're building. And they'll just motor along and believe it. And then sometimes by doing it, they'll destroy their own case, like with what I Tumblers was talking about in his situation. And then I think what happens is, they just get to the point where once the money runs out, it's like, okay, you know, we're done. Or if, cause I remember in my situation, my attorney, I mean, they, they, it was very, they were very cautious how they said it, but the impression I was getting from my conversation with them and their conversation with the other attorney is that they were getting, the other side was getting sick of their client, that it was just, they realized it was a bunch of crap and they just wanted it to get over. So they, they, basically shaved off as much as they possibly could get. And then I think when they realized, oh, okay, there's no money. And part of the thing in my, <clears throat> in my situation, as I've mentioned previously, we liquidated every dime we could out of, out of the 401k. I would say my 401k, but it was technically our 401k. But I didn't want to go bankrupt, and I didn't want her to get you know a ton of money and me ru- lose my career and you know be living in a not even in a van, living in, a, in, a, in an old box down by the river. 
And uh, so when she went in and told the attorney that I had, you know, a wad of cash, the attorney was laser like focused on that money. Most of the most of the discussions were all based on where's the money, where's the accounting for the money. I remember I had to provide it twice. I sent it in once, and they're like, "We want a full accounting of where everything went." I'm like, "I already gave you that. We want it again." Okay, you know, I'm like, "Here you go. This is all the bills. This is where the money went. This is where the money went to the taxes. The money is gone. It's gone. Zero. And I remember at one point talking when I was talking to the ex because I didn't realize what I was dealing with. I asked her, I'm like, you did tell, you know, your attorney is so focused on this money. You did tell him there is no money, right? That we took it out. We paid off all the bills and we paid it on taxes. Oh, I told, I, oh yeah, oh, bobblehead. Oh, of course I told them. And it wasn't until I finally provided the second round of accounting that they're like, oh, okay, fine, and stopped. And then, actually, even then, it's not that everything stopped then, but it's but it started, things started to wrap up. The biggest long pole in the tent for me was the custody evaluation because the ex kept not providing the information to the evaluator that they kept asking for, so they kept pushing the date out and out and out. And I'm like, oh, dear God, when are we going to get this effing report? We, uh, I'm trying to remember, we started the custody evaluation in, in uh, December of whatever year that was. Uh, that's the year that she skipped out and didn't, you know, wasn't there. And uh, then we had the follow-up like maybe January or February. And then it just, everything kept getting pushed out and pushed out. And it was like, it wasn't until the report finally came back. I remember getting the call. It's like, hey, the report's in. You know, we just emailed it to you. You know, so I read through it. Oh, just to be for most people, most people, you don't get a copy of your, your custody evaluation because it's, it's dangerous for you to have, because if you disclose it, share it, uh, anything like that, you can get in a lot of trouble. I mean, it's like the whole first thing is this is privilege and yada, yada, yada. The only person I ever gave a copy of that to was the kid's therapist and the ex about lost her freaking mind. And I'm like, it was supposed to go. It says right in there that the, the the order it says that the you know therapist is supposed to get it. That's who it is. You know, I remember getting that that call. You're going to jail. You know, you should. You had no right to share that. You know, I'm like, what the what the what? <laughs> I mean, I know why she was mad. <laughs> I read the damn thing. <laughs> remember when I went in when the psych psychiatrist? I don't know why they were going to a psychiatrist, but whatever. When I, when I went in and, you know, and the guy's just poking me in the eye, you know, boop, boop, boop. And he's like, yeah, your son's uh, got an estranged relationship with this biological father. And I'm like, what? you're talking about me, dude. <laughs> oh, it was annoying. And I finally was just like, hey, you know, I hear what you're saying. Have you seen this? Have you seen the custody evaluation? Because it talks about everything that's going on. Have you seen the school report, you know, for the IEP? Uh, no. Maybe you should read this stuff. That's when things started to change. So anyways, I digress. Looks like we're still having more technical issues, which is a total bummer. 
Oh, I see. Shane says to H. I know this is a side conversation, but uh, Shane had said to HC9, yeah, she never misses an opportunity to come between me and the kids. Guys, man, they are masters at the wedge. And not the good kind, not the blue cheese wedge that you get at a nice restaurant that are that's delicious. It's it's like a God. Even now, I mean, there was well, I can't really go into a lot of detail, but there was a conversation I heard about just yesterday that I'm like, seriously, you know, nine effing years and still the same stupid games, the same subtle manipulation. Just, you know, uh, just frustrating. Frustrating. Anyways. I see people are trying to get Bill to call back. Either that or it's the things are, uh, what do you call it, delayed so much that it's just taken a while. Uh-oh, what did I miss? <laughs> yeah, DeFi Dad made a comment saying, you know, oh no, it's a COVID attack, the sneeze, joking here. Yeah, since I, I generally get sick a lot, this has been incredibly uh, stressful, to say the least, all the, all the crap going on. So, iTumblr says, uh, the caller is correct. Attorneys will try to gaslight and project. Get ahead of their arguments. Man, that, true. I've, I've talked about that in the past. I don't think I've brought that up in a while. It was in a lot, of, a lot of the older videos. It's like, if you get wrapped up in a mistake, try to find ways to get around it or show that you're trying to deal with it. Show that it's not, a, you know, not an issue or that you re- recognize that there's areas of improvement. So my ex tried to do that. Even in the, in the custody evaluation part, it was just bringing up all kinds of crap. I'm like, yeah, no, that used to be. And I mean, just talking about two decades of of a, of a relationship, it was easy for her to say, you know, well, he he was like this. I remember that was one. It was like, it's like you know the the evaluator's like, oh, you know, your ex says that you know you blah 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 blah. And I'm like, huh, wow, I haven't thought about that in you know 18 years. Yeah, she's right. That used to be true. Back when I was, you know, 22, <laughs> that which would have been, you know, 20 or yeah, 20 years ago. It's just funny. They live in, they live in their own fantasy land. John says, uh, when the ex's attorney made false statements about me, my attorney would say to the other attorney, who said that? Then the judge would have my ex talk in court, and she blew up her own case. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. That is phenomenal. Love it. Whoops, hit the wrong button. All right, let's see. I just read that one. Oh, I guess I should look at the the comments that moderator Debbie is, is highlighting for me. Let me try to pull this over here so I can see it better. See it better. Let's see if I can find this one. Where did Shane say that? I'm looking for your comment, Shane. So Shane says, my ex told me the other day, quote, the kids are going to be able to choose where they want to live eventually. 
She's totally manipulating them. I fear my ex is gearing up for a case for more time. Don't let it completely freak you out. I know that's easy for me. Well, it's easy for me to say now, now that I'm nine years into it and I've already gone through that, but I knew that was going on. I heard that from other people, you know, how, uh, and that, that whole comment right there, um, she was saying that to my, my son. It's like, well, you can choose where you want to go. You know, it's okay if you want to live here full time and, and you only want to see your dad part time. It's, it's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, I know you have such an estranged relationship with him. It's so sad. Oh God, that crap was so annoying. Fortunately, even with everything that was going on, my son and my kids never went that road. But I know had I made, had I pushed things harder on them and I've been more of an uh, authoritarian, like she expected to me be, it would have been super easy for the kids to say, oh my God, you know, I can deal with dad every other weekend or once a month or maybe a few weeks uh, in the summer. But I can't deal with this constantly. God, that's, dude, I, I, Shane, I, I feel for you, man, because those are really tough times. Here, here's the thing. Let me, let me just, j- j- just to dwell on this for a moment as we're starting to wrap things up. And that's to everybody out there. Here, let me do it this way. Focus on building the relationships and strengthening the relationship with your kids. All the extraneous bullshit, I'll say it that way. Don't get caught up in that. Because that's where you make mistakes. When you, when you start freaking out, going, oh my God, the ex is turning the kids. She's planting the seed. They're going to choose to live with her. Um, you know, you need to look at it and say, well, yeah, exactly. Then when they choose to live with me, then fine. You know, at least you're, at least you're okay with it, right? I wouldn't even, don't even, I'm being sarcastic. Don't do that. But focus on, like I said, Fixing yourself, strengthening the relationship with your kids, and keeping things as calm, as stable, and loving as you possibly can. Again, that doesn't mean let them get away with everything. That doesn't mean that. You still have to have you still have to have boundaries, but you just have to be cautious of how you deal with it so that you don't fall fall into that. I freaked out. When I, I was like, oh my God, she's going to convince these kids to pick her. It's going to, I mean, I'm like, oh my God, if she gets from what my attorney told me, if she gets full, or, you know, full custody, 80, 20 or more, the likelihood that they would let her leave is going to increase, which would then turn into a hundred percent, which also then would mean the, the, you know, looking at the California calculator, the amount of money I would pay means I would have basically been living in someone's spare room. And barely able to do that. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't allow, this can't happen. And I was completely freaked out by it. And it stressed me out. And I was completely spiraling out of control. I was getting reactive with the kids. Just, you know, as long as you're not seeing, here's the reality. As long as when the kids are with you on your time, if they're not spending that entire time telling you what a piece of garbage you are and poking you in the eye and screaming that they want to be at the other parents, you're doing okay. Focus on that. Anyways, 
Oh, iTumblr says, uh, my ex tried to get a pediatrician's note to not allow me to see my daughter. The pediatrician told her no. Crazy. Oh, they will use anything and everything they possibly can to manipulate the situation. I remember uh, before the kids had the last therapist, she had found one and uh, didn't tell me about it. Basically, sent me a note like the day before. Oh, I have an appointment for the therapist. I'm like, well, who the hell are you talking about, right? And when I finally got the guy to call me back, which was, which was actually on the day she was driving to the appointment, finally get this guy to call me back. And I'm like, hey, uh, you know, just so you know, uh, we have a divorce decree. I have 50-50 joint joint. He's like, oh, well, I was told she had full custody. I'm like, no. You know, do you want a copy of the paperwork? He's like, no. I said, and my understanding is with joint joint, if I don't, if I, if both parents don't agree, you can't treat the kids. He goes, that's true. And I'm like, well, what's your background in high conflict, toxic um, divorces? And, you know, I don't know if I didn't say parental alienation, because I don't know if I knew about that at the time. And he's like, oh, that's not my specialty. And I'm like, nope. So he called the uh, ex and said, you know, I am sorry, but I can't, I can't see your kid. And she lost her freaking mind. You know, how dare I? do anything. But I'm like, well, how dare you? You know, you just arbitrarily, unilaterally pick somebody, set everything up. Anyways, they all play the same game. And they play, they play fast and loose with the, uh, with the reality of what's going on. Mr. Man says, my son calls me dad and we have fun together. I never speak of anything else. It's your best bet. I mean, that's kind of what uh, Dr. Amy was talking about the other day. Guys, it, it works. Focus on when you're with that. That's why the black hole thinking, and I know we're almost out of time. The black hole thinking video, if you haven't seen it, I'm not going to bring it up, but just it's on the main page. It's so damn important. When the kids are with you, the ex is in a black hole. When the kids are with them, they're in a black hole. You know, focus on your time with them and try to pretend like. The other parent doesn't exist. I know that's hard, especially whenever they're like, oh, mommy does this and mommy does that or daddy does this or daddy does that, whatever it is. It's incredibly frustrating, but focus on your time with them. Focus on building that relationship. Focus on making them feel safe and loved in your environment. It's not going to change everything overnight. It's not going to make the kids, you know, go, oh my God, I, 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 I picked, like in my situation, I picked daddy, you know? I mean, hell, my, my, my youngest at one point was hinting towards that, and as soon as the ex figured out, she recalibrated her evil needle and uh, started focusing on the daughter and, and nearly destroyed my relationship with her. Nine years into this, 15 years old, the, the crap is still ongoing. But on that... Let me do this. Thank you guys for hanging out with me this week. Especially with uh, me operating at lower speed. I do want to thank uh, the channel members. I'm going to hit this right now. Thank you guys who have clicked the button. Even at the lowest level, at the $2 level. It really adds up and helps keep the lights on and pay for all this crap. Like even this software is costing me money. Anyways... Hopefully you have an outstanding weekend, have an outstanding Halloween, and uh, I'll see you guys back here on Monday.